my favorite thing to do is be with a bunch of women doing something that's good for us, laughing and having a great time, having a glass of wine and having good food. Um, and you're like, well, make that a business. Really? I can make that a business? Uh-huh. Sure. Really? <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast, the number one show for passionate physical therapists looking to start and grow an even more successful cash-based physical therapy business. I'm your host, Aaron LeBauer. Thanks for spending time with me today. And before we get to the episode, real quick, if you're new to the show or haven't picked up your Cash PT checklist yet, then you're definitely missing out. This checklist lays out all the steps you need to start a cash-based physical therapy business. If you want me to send that to you, then just text CASHPT to 444-999. That's C-A-S-H-P-T to the number 444-999. And you'll get this essential checklist. Now on to the show. Hello, welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. This is Aaron LeBauer, your host. And today I have a friend and uh colleague of mine, Liz Worgen, on the line to talk to us about how she's built her cash practice. So another one of those episodes where I bring a successful physical therapist who's got a cash practice on to talk about her journey and how you can see yourself in her journey too, hopefully. Um, So Liz, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thank you, Aaron. It's awesome being here. I appreciate it. Yeah. So just give us some background. Like, how, like, when did you get into PT and why? Like, what was the first thing? You know, like, what was, what led you to this profession? Um, honestly, it was very memorable. I was in high school and taking an anatomy class. And I had this epiphany that I wanted to know. It makes me sound very nerdy, but wanted me to know every single muscle and joint and bone in the body. Mm-hmm. I was just thoroughly interested in it. And, um, my teacher at the time had said, why don't you become a physical therapist? And I was a junior in high school. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so literally, I just went into PT, not really knowing anything about it other than I wanted to know the body. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I was a runner and I got hurt and the PT helped me. So mm-hmm. I have that story too. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was, what was that? Were you actually like competitive or you just did it for fun? Um, No, I was competitive just in high school, um, running cross country and track and my hip hurt and everyone kind of just like chalks it up like, oh, that's just because you run a lot. Um, And I couldn't make it through some races like I I fell because it hurt so bad. And um, one specialist to the next and everyone was just kind of like, I don't know, nothing's wrong. And I felt kind of crazy. And I finally went to a PT and they recognized a lot of dysfunction in my hip and Mm -hmm. showed me some things to do. And like the first person that listened to me. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, That kind of just reiterated, you know, I had the desire to learn about the body and then I had that happen and it worked. So I went. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. PT is awesome, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, they actually listen and they took the time and I didn't feel crazy. So that's awesome. And so you went to undergrad and then you went directly into PT school. Like you didn't pass go. You just like, right. Yeah. I didn't, I honestly just started uh, applying to schools with PT programs mm-hmm. and did that direct act. Oh, I don't even know what it's called anymore. Direct entry or direct admit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Got my and master's then degree. You got out, you got out of school and you went and got a job somewhere. I did. Yeah. And at the time I'm going to date myself, but I graduated in 2000 mm-hmm. and um, there weren't any jobs open. So I had to volunteer for three wow. months. Yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> it was crazy. Was that, was that right after the, like, did, was it like a healthcare bill that went through or something that made it? Through? I'm not sure. I just knew that PT, like every five years, it seemed to fluctuate at that time. And mm-hmm. I was in one of the low spots, but yeah. then I got a job and I did outpatient physical therapy um, the rest of the time for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know at that time you were going to open a business? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Didn't even think about it until, I don't know couple months before I opened. Yeah. 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 I never so, thought about it. So what happened? Like, so when was that? So you opened Juniper Physical Therapy, was it a little over a year ago or more? Right. Yep. Uh, it was a year, June 4th. Okay. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you're one year in business. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's really awesome. So what happened a few months before? Like what happened uh, beginning of 2018? Like, well, you- actually, um, I guess it was before that I did have a trauma in my family where my sister passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, why, I'm te- why I'm even saying that is because that was the launching pad for me. Um, for the 10 years prior to that, I never really liked my job. And mm-hmm. af- after I was in school for a couple of years, I'm like, mom, I don't know that I like physical therapy. We just work with people who don't want to get better. And it's frustrating when I was doing my clinicals, but I just yeah. plowed through and I did it. And I experienced the same thing when I was doing PT in the outpatient world. There was moments where I loved it when I had the right client mm-hmm. and it was the right situation. But there was so much time where I was just um, sharing patients with people. The communication wasn't great. And then seeing those people that don't get, that don't want to be there. Right. Um, and so for the last 10 years, I just was unhappy with my job. And um, after my sister passed away, it just made me realize life is way too short. Like you cannot keep doing something you don't love. Um, I was going to become a urban farmer actually, because I didn't know what to do, like a hydroponic farmer. Um, But then I started finding um, your podcast and Jared Mm -hmm. Carter's podcast. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a different way to do physical therapy. Like I still, and everyone kept telling me, you are so good, Liz. You can't leave your profession. You can't go be a farmer. Um, But I'm like, yeah, I can. But then when I started listening to you guys, I was like, there's a better way. Mm-hmm. And so I just started saving money and listening to podcasts. And then finally, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to open my own business. There's no way. My husband does that. It's too hard. But after I got listening more and more and more, it made me realize it's possible. And then um, I just did it. Yeah. Was it, yeah. was it hard? No. I mean, yes, but no. Yeah. Like, okay. It depends on what you mean by that. Right. Um, it's a lot of work, obviously. Um, but to actually like leave and start, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Were like yeah. were you were you working somewhere like doing pretty good, doing pretty well financially versus like, you know, was it like some people are too comfortable. Like I don't know what you were doing, but like some yeah. people are really comfortable. Was it like was it not worth the payoff? Was it, you know, you were being micromanaged or you were just like, I just don't love it? just didn't love it. And I was forced to like mentor new grads constantly and never grow in my own skills. Mm -hmm. And, um, every time I had a creative idea, I literally felt like I was in a box and that the box was getting wrapped with chains and I just could not do it another single day. And Mm -hmm. even my boss was just like, I knew this was coming. Every great idea you have, we just can't implement because it doesn't work in the system. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, no, I, what was the question? Well, what was the breaking point? Was there something that happened? You were like, done. It, no, I mean, it just, 
was, yeah, I guess there was. I did have um, one of my bosses um, sat down with me because I missed a, a Christmas party and I didn't think it was mandatory. And I didn't go because I had a million other things to do. And she sat me down and put her glasses down and looked at me and talked to me like I was five. Mm-hmm. And I had been there for 10 years. I'm like, oh my God, I am not even being treated like a professional at mm-hmm. all. And that was kind of the permission point that said, you're done. Yeah. It was just kind of the final thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I, I've been. I've been there too. Not lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I was like, yeah, I'm an adult, and you're talking to me like I'm high school. Oh. Yeah, I just it didn't feel good. Yeah, no. Right. Um. So, what was the next step? So, you listen to some podcasts. You know, mm-hmm. you, you decide like I can't work in this job anymore. Like I'm being not being treated like with ten, like a respect. Like I've been here for ten years. Like, what yeah. You have to go through. What you have to do to to take the next steps. Well, I knew I was comfortable with um, getting a paycheck all the time, and that was really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the next step was really to convince my husband that taking this risk of not having that steady paycheck, mm-hmm. that he was going to be on the same page with me, and that he understood what I had been listening to for podcasts for the last couple of years. Um, and all he said, he's like, well, and I said, well, I'm just afraid that I'm going to take this risk and then I'm going to fail. And then what kind of position am I going to put our family in? Mm-hmm. And um, he said, well, <laughs> you're not going to fail. And I'm like, well, I don't know. What if I do though? He's like, well, you just won't. He's like, it's not in you. He's like, if it doesn't work, you're going to figure it out a different way. And that's all I needed to hear because I just mm-hmm. needed to know that he felt that it was okay. Yeah. Um, and that I wouldn't put him, him in a position to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so... Then I'm like, oh, okay, let's go. And I, before that, though, I had put aside money into a savings account thinking I really like to have a year's worth of salary, if possible, saved up before I do this. I didn't have quite that, but that's what I was doing for about two years, really just putting money aside into a savings mm-hmm. account for a cushion. Yeah. Did you end up needing it? Um, did I end up what? Did you end up needing some of the cushion as you got started? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I actually um, took a personal loan from, I just considered it a personal loan for my savings to Mm -hmm. my business to get started um, and then set up a schedule to pay that back. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what if your husband said, no, this is crazy. Like, well, you know, how do you think? Oh, I would have convinced him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it would have taken longer to get started. I would have had to, um, yeah, I always want to be on the same page with him. I don't want to, this is something that affects both of us and our kids. Right. So I had to be smart about it and fair. Yeah. You know, and I, I run in, I want to, I want to ask, and I ask because like I'm in business with my wife and I know how those conversations go with us because she's kind of a business partner. But so I, I talk to a lot of people like, well, my spouse isn't a business partner, but I need their, you know, support. And there's difference between support and permission and, and going back and forth and people even just saying, well, I don't know if it's a good idea for myself, but and if my spouse isn't quite sure versus the person says, I have a conviction that this needs to work. I need to somehow convince my spouse. Does that, mm-hmm. you understand? Is there some clarity you can help me? Like, like, like Andra says, Aaron, you're just going to do whatever you want. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, but uh, there, you know, it's like, how does that, I guess I what's my question is, if someone's struggling to figure out like, Hey, they want to open a business, but their spouse isn't quite on board. Like what were some of the things like, how do you and your husband align? And that like, that wasn't that difficult of a question. What are some of those pieces? Um, well, I feel like him and I completely trust that we're never going to, um, 
purposely put someone in a position that's going to be uncomfortable. Like I'm not, I'm never going to play a game, you know, I'm going to be honest. And I know that he's the same with me. So I think you have to have a relationship where you totally trust the other person that my intentions are always going to be good and that I do care what he thinks. And I couldn't be in a relationship where I have to ask permission. Yeah. Like that to me, like I'm too bullheaded for that. Like I'm too independent. There's no way I could be married to someone that I have to ask permission. So I don't really know how to speak about that kind of relationship. Um, But if you have the kind that you're both, you know, rather independent and trust each other, I just had to educate him and make him understand what I've been listening to Mm -hmm. um, so that he was full disclosure kind of know yeah. that he could How did make that it go? educated. Were you like, Hey, listen to this, you know, podcast or were you just like, you know, I thought that's what I was going to have to do. Cause that's how I operate. I have mm-hmm. to get information to make decisions and really mm-hmm. research stuff. Um, he didn't want to listen to anything. He was not like, he was going to sit down and read a book with me or listen to a podcast. <laughs> I just had, I just explained to him and it didn't take long. It was just literally one night at dinner yeah. talking about it. He's like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. But he also lived with me for the 10 years before hearing me talk about how I didn't like my job and how unhappy I was. So I think he knew it was coming eventually. Yeah. And I think and he was happy that I was actually doing something that he knew could be um, profitable mm-hmm. versus hydroponic farming. Right. So, well, hydroponic farming be. can be profitable <laughs> in California and Colorado and totally, else, you, know. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know anything about that really. So this is yeah. what I, awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Um, so, and he's also a business owner himself. Is that right? Or yeah. He, yeah. Which is why I didn't want to go into it. Yeah. Cause it's unstable and he, you wanted to have some stability somewhere. He's just got a bigger business and he's got a lot of employees. A lot, I mean, it's still pretty small, but um, I hear all of those headaches all the time and he's been doing it for over 20 years and he's just a little tired. Mm-hmm. So I was um, thinking there's no way, but this doesn't feel like that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, so excited about this. Yeah. So you get to go to work, right? Rather than you have to go to work. Honestly, I don't know how to turn it off because I'm choosing to do it yeah. more than yeah. other things. But yeah. That, that's so awesome. I'm happy for you for that because it's yeah. like, that's a great feeling. It's like, I don't have to go to work. It's like, I want to go to work. <laughs> I know. It's great. <laughs> so um, let's see. In, in getting started, was there like something that you did early on that you were like, oh, I should have done that differently? Or there's something you did early on. You're like, thank God I did that. Um, well, I didn't have you. Mm -hmm. Um, well, what I did have is I think your, someone's checklist. Yeah. That's probably my cash cash BT checklist or something. I think so. Um, and so I literally had like this list of like 10 things and it was just kind of like the main things to get started. And that was helpful. And that's all I, that's all I did was just Mm -hmm. tax ID, make sure you get this, you know, all those things. Um, but then after that, I just kind of like, flew by the seat of my pants and I paid $500 a month for a billboard for, I don't know, even know, three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I um, paid for a magazine to be in and advertise in. Um, I spent a lot of time on logo creation and website stuff. Um, and none of the things that you advocate for. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I look at, <laughs> yeah, um, the billboard I think did bring in some traffic, but I just didn't, and I didn't do anything. I did some stuff on social media, but not the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first six months of my business, um, and I paid rent at a place that wasn't ideal. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't really regret any of those things necessarily because it was all kind of a learning process, but I really, after I joined you in October or November, mm-hmm. switched locations, 
Um, and after a month of being in the new location and operating the way that you suggest, I went from, I tripled my monthly income. Wow. wow. That's awesome. And I did not pay for a billboard and yeah. I did not pay for that. I canceled the magazine thing. Yeah. So yeah. I guess regret. I, what I wish I would have done differently is hired you earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Hire the right word. Work with you earlier. <laughs> Hire a contract. I don't know how you do it. You know, so, uh, whatever. I mean, I had, you know, like I look back and I, I, I had, I did some of those same things that I did them 10 years ago. And I even look back and go, God, I should, I, I worked for the coach, but like, I wish he had taught me these three things. You know, mm-hmm. I was just doing a podcast a moment ago about, you know, um, feeling comfortable raising rates. And I was just like talking about like, if I look back and I changed a couple of things, I could have an extra million dollars in the bank over 10 years. Easy. Yeah. You know, and you know, and I was telling Derek about this guy because he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I was like, dude, I got to know. Like if I was charging what I charge now, then like what would I, what extra would I have? And it's crazy, you know, and, but, uh, but it's helpful to know that uh, you've got like a similar experience and you're not the only one. And that's why one of the great things about having you and people like you on this program is that it's the whole idea is to help people understand like, here's where you can go and here's what can be possible because people are still telling me this stuff doesn't work. Like I was just at a conference uh-huh. last week. It doesn't work. I can't believe you can do that. <laughs> are you get hearing that from people? Are they like, uh, like Liz, how is this working? Like how, how do you get? I hear both sides. Like I, yeah, of course the insurance thing. Um, people just don't, they don't, they don't get it. They just yeah. don't understand like why, like I'm like, I'm doing something wrong by not, offering them their insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get just as many, if not more that are like, thank you. Yeah. Like that. And it's especially those that have experienced PT before in the more traditional setting, um, totally understand how we're different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's something every day that I have to t- I mean, our society, that's what we're used to. Yeah. Um, this is the insurance world. Um, yeah. how do you I, handle it when someone says, no. Liz, I don't know you, like you need my, you know, I can't believe you don't take my insurance or like if you only took my insurance or uh, you don't take my insurance, so I can't, you know, how, how do you handle yeah. it? Um, I'm still working on my language with that because sometimes depending on my mood, I can get almost defensive. <laughs> so I have to really try. So I usually just say, well, there's so many reasons that I don't accept insurance. Um, and I lived in that world where I worked in that world. And I just feel like I was handcuffed with what I could do for my clients. And I usually try to give some examples. I'll say like the, the biggest example I think that's helpful for people to understand is that when you came to me in the world where I had to deal with insurance, if your knee hurt one day, but then the next day your shoulder hurt the next time I saw you and you asked me about it, I wouldn't have the authority to be able to treat your shoulder if it's not directly related to your knee pain because I'd have to wait for approval from the insurance mm-hmm. or I'd have to get um, some insurance companies require the physician order or I'd have to get a new script for you and then we're waiting. So now I have the freedom to treat whatever you present with and I can take care of you whatever you need that day and we don't have to wait and have someone else dictate it for me or for yeah, you. That's awesome. So how I try to give examples. Respond? Like, are, are they like, Oh, I totally get that. Or- yeah, it usually goes into a conversation with like, oh, insurance is so annoying, isn't it? Like that's usually <laughs> where it kind of goes to next and then they get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so awesome. So what, um, what's changed for you and your business over the last um, few, you know, six or seven months? So you spent the first few months and then, you know, since October, you know, like you've changed a couple things with your business, your vision, mission, all these things. Like, so what are some of the big things that you've changed and how's that impacted your business? And- 
Um, I would say getting my USP, um, mm-hmm. like who my target audience is, kind of down to a better niche. Um, really trying to figure out who do I like taking care of um, and really defining that. That was hard to come to because I was such a generalist for 18 years mm-hmm. that I didn't really know. Um, but once I got that client in my door in this setting, I knew exactly who I loved working with. Um, and it made it so much easier to figure out how to write content. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that's changed is my, my content still isn't great. Um, just not super um, comfortable with all of that, but it is way, I've done a lot better job than I did the first six months. And I get people coming in saying, I'm, I've been watching you on Facebook and I really like what I hear. And um, so I can, I know that it's working. So that's a big thing that has changed. I've done more targeted marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also doubled my rates. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I started off much lower. Should we talk about the numbers yeah. or, okay. Yeah, you can talk about the numbers. Okay. Um, I started off charging a hundred dollars a session. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was also not doing packages or programs. So what was happening is I was getting people to come in for the eval and then I would recommend, um, you know, whatever, five to eight sessions. And they said, well, we'll just see what happens next time. And they were Mm -hmm. just doing one at a time. And then they might've gotten their pain down and said, Oh, I'm fine. Um, now, so we're good. And that was done like after three visits. And it just kept happening over and over again. And then, but you know, that's kind of what I was used to at the other clinic. So it's like, once your pain is gone, then you're kind of done. Mm-hmm. And so what's really revolutionized my therapy is just talking about phases. Pain reduction phase one, finding the actual source of the pain phase two, mm-hmm. and then resiliency phase three. Um, and talking that way with clients, they get it. They understand. And I know all along that that's what physical therapy can offer. But I never really phrased it in a way that meant anything to a client. And saying it that way and then now selling programs, huge difference. Huge. Like almost everybody buys eight sessions. They pay for it. They're done. Money conversation is over. And um, then we just take care of them. Yeah, that's awesome. And what, percentage I, yeah. Of, what percentage of people are paying in full like ahead of time? Um, well, since I, now I'm at uh, 199 a session. Mm-hmm. So I went from 100 to 150 and then 150 to 199. When I was in the hundred dollar range, I was having people, the right people telling me that, can I give you a little bit more? Like, <laughs> really? That's all you want? And I'm like, oh, it's a red flag. Um, and then when I went to 150, most everybody paid in full. Yeah. Now that I'm at 199, I'm getting, I've only been here for like less than a month or about a month now. Yeah. And I'm getting, mm, majority, probably 70% are paid in full, but I have a lot more um, payment plans now than I did before, which I would expect. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And people are so payment plans, like they're still committing ahead of time to their eight visits and you just put them on on like a, like a, we'll charge you every month or every, every couple of weeks for X, Y, and Z for the amount till the total. Yep. Just kind of customize it to what they want. Yeah. So awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And has it changed yeah. anything else like your no-show rates or people complaining about pricing or anything? I don't have no-shows. Mm-hmm. I had one like three months into it, and I think it just was not the – I knew from the evaluation she wasn't the right patient. Yeah. Um, I had one. Um, any cancellations I have, there's not very, not very often, um, but they reschedule them, and it's mm-hmm. usually a conflict for them. Um, so I don't really worry about that. It's not a problem. Is it different than when you were working for the other clinic? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You could guarantee that you were going to have a cancellation or a no-show and it was unusual if you didn't. And you looked forward to it because then you could get your notes done. 
Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's sad, isn't it? Isn't that yeah, sad though? That that's is. what, yeah. <laughs> it's been, I mean, it's been 12 years since I've been in that, uh, <laughs> that kind of, uh, environment. So. Yeah. Oh no. Um, and you, you asked if, um, I get objections with price. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I guess people don't really say it to my face. Yeah. Um, I would have to say that since I changed my, every time I change my rates, it seems to be when my discovery visit conversions aren't as great, but then it goes away. Like I must just be caught up in my head about being uncomfortable with the new rate and talking about it and not as smooth with it or something. Um, because then like they don't convert, but now it's back on track. Like I have a, I had a hundred percent conversion rate from discovery visits. Now I'm probably at about 85%. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So what do you like, what do you say? What are you doing? Like what, how are you getting like such a high conversion rate? Um, well, I put together, I'm a visual person and I also like, if I get a little bit nervous or if I feel things aren't quite right, I mumble a lot mm-hmm. and kind of keep talking and it's uncomfortable. Um, so I put it together in a visual little packet. So mm-hmm. I have this little, um, actually I have it right here. I have this little guide. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is when, um, after the discovery visits over, um, I open that up and I go through and explains like, why am I different? What kind of experience are you going to expect to get here? Um, how payment works. And I, I use the word transparency a lot. I think it's mm-hmm. a buzzword in healthcare and how it's not transparent. Right. Um, so I then go through all the pricing and how they pay for things. Um, and I don't know, it works. It works for me. Yeah. So awesome. I don't, yeah. And I think people appreciate seeing it out too, so they can remember it. I've done it the other, I didn't do it this way. I just started this a month ago and I didn't have very many problems before either, but I feel like with this new jump in price, I felt like I needed something for myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long I'll use that, but yeah, that's great. Now, that's yeah. That's awesome. Um, so gosh, I had another question in my head it all lined up, but that was great. I think you answered it. So okay. what is it that uh, you've done like that is allowing you to find the right patient? So is it, and get people in who are basically saying yes, you know, eight, eight mm-hmm. and a half out of 10 people will say, yes, this sounds good. So what is it you've done or changed? So you've got your USP, you're mm-hmm. speaking to people. Is there something else that you've changed or like, is there places that you changed it, whether it's social media website, like what did you change that now, like you're able to do what you're doing? Um, well, a couple of things. Um, I keep updating my website so it appeals more to my ideal client. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a she and uh, she's like 35 to 55 and active. Um, and so I think about a lot of times, where does that person shop? Where do they, you know, what do they like? And so I'm changing my language in how I present the images and everything like that mm-hmm. um, to her. Um, I'm also doing um, workshops now that are in locations where they like pop up things. Mm-hmm. I haven't done I have, I started the advertisement for it now. Um, our first one's on Tuesday. We're going to the local wine bar and we're doing a productive postures pop-up workshop, mm-hmm. how to get people to get their stuff done around the house without hurting themselves. Um, <laughs> and the biggest thing that, um, I think that has been a big boost for me is I kind of partnered with a registered dietitian and we created, um, a business venture called Bavana. We just labeled it something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's where we're going to be creating a tribe of our perfect clients. And so we're marketing to them and um, it's been fun. Ashley and I have a really good vibe together and people for some reason love our videos. 
Like mm-hmm. she is just really funny and quirky and I'm just always the more serious one. Um, and so uh, the two of us together, we had like thousands of views of our, this really silly video. So um, I think that's helping because together we're, we both want the same type of person. Yeah. And by talking that way, we're working together. And we know that wellness, we want nutrition, good nutrition, we want good activity and physical therapy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's really helping. That's awesome. Too, so. And that's, yeah, that's part of, you've got this like longer term vision of what you want to create. Yes. And uh-huh. so tell it like, how does Bavana and Juniper and what you're talking about, how does it fit into that? What's your big vision? Uh, my big vision is always to have a wellness collaborative where there's a physical location or at least a network of, um, wellness providers or practitioners. So massage, personal training, um, registered dietitian, mental health provider, maybe chiropractor, maybe, mm-hmm. um, uh, all those type of people working together. Cause I couldn't tell you over and over again, when I'm seeing clients in therapy, I hear them talking to me about how they, their nutrition could be better, or they've mm-hmm. got mental health blocks, you know, things that they could use for that. And, um, I never believe that one person can do it all. And to create a team like that, um, it's hard for people to, at least in our community, maybe it's different other places, but they don't know where to go. And Mm -hmm. so if we can create at least a network of like-minded providers that we can say, hey, I know this person can help you. So I'm hoping to have a physical location though. We own a building that has a ton of square footage and um, actually have them all under one roof and work um, together. So there's one person triaging for a client. Like, what do you need? But I also, the other half of Bavana is I also really want to um, have a lot of fun adventures outdoors, doing mm-hmm. healthy things and eating healthy food. And uh, when you asked me at our mastermind, like, what lights you up? My favorite thing to do is be with a bunch of women, doing something that's good for us, laughing and having a great time, having a glass of wine and having good food. Um, and you're like, well, make that a business. Really? I can make that a business? Uh-huh. Sure. Really? <laughs> and so that's kind of how Bavana started. And it's going to be that wellness collaborative dream as well as that active adventure thing. And Juniper just kind of fits right in there with the physical therapy being a piece of it. Yeah. So. That's so awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Have it's you, so fun. Have you, what progress have you made on creating that? Like uh, well, those wellness retreats, are you kind of plan those out? Or are you close to doing that yet? Or um, well, we're at this point, we're doing workshops together. So mm-hmm. people see us doing things together and, um, they're just workshops at this point. We're hoping in fall to have our first weekend retreat, mm-hmm. um, live in Wisconsin. There's a place, uh, half hour North of here, a really good park that's called Maribel caves where you can kind of adventure through the caves and around that park. So do something there. Um, my partner, Ashley is a meditation specialist and a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do something with that. And then Kohler, I'm sure you've heard of Kohler fixtures and yeah. whatever. Kohler is not far from us. And they have a really fancy lodge up by um, Lambeau Field by the Packers okay. <laughs> and um, have a night there. Um, so it feels kind of fancy and special, but also active and healthy. Oh, that's awesome. And you're, are you're, yeah. you're up near Green Bay, is that right? Yeah, I'm like a half hour south of Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I, I race bikes through um, Manitowoc and Milwaukee and all that. I think I told you that, right? Yeah, I wish that was still here. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. It, it's not, and I'm not still racing, but you know, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was a great area. The summer's beautiful there too. It's just, oh, it is. Yeah, we have a really pretty day today. Yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. So, long term, like, what's your long term goal? Like, so why is all this so important to you? It's you know, what's what's ten years from now? What's like, what what are you really pushing all this for? Well, the reason why I push this now is because I realize I need to be happy in my life. I need to do stuff that lights me up. I can't just be like, oh, dreading going to work every day. That's a huge part of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that's really why I changed. It kind of derailed a little bit or put us off track a little bit to do. My husband wanted to retire when he's 50 and he's 46. So if I retire, he just means switch jobs and go do something different. Um, so that is kind of in the five, six years from now when our kids graduate from high school, we might do something different. So I'm already thinking that active adventure events and retreats and things like that, I can do that for more ever because we want big things. We want to be going all over the country and maybe even world. Um, so I could do that. But I'm also working on um, preparing myself that I'm not always going to be the physical therapist at Juniper. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hire another PT soon. Um, to kind of groom that person to be able to handle Juniper physical therapy. So I don't see that dissolving in five years. I'm excited about it. I wanted to keep going. Um, But I don't know that I want to be that person there all the time. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Awesome. Why not? Like, why don't you want to treat patients for the next 20 years? Oh, I don't mind treating patients. I just know that I want to live somewhere else in my life. And I don't know that I want to open a whole nother clinic when I already have one that I can um, work from a distance. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine. Like, yeah. if I actually leave and not treat patients, what what would I do? I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure. <You'd> probably <laughs> so, find something to do. I mean, I, yeah, I just learned that things are constantly evolving and changing, and at least I'm happy. I'm on the yeah. happy track, and I'm doing things that I enjoy. So yeah, good. yeah, that's cool. I mean, it sounds like with what you're doing, it's 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 something that you can evolve through, and you're creating systems and and setting it up so that. You know, you're putting in the foundational work, but eventually you won't be working in your business. You'll be working mostly on your business. Is that exactly? Yeah, and all the systems that you talk about, um, I have for the most part implemented, mm-hmm. um, and it makes a big difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how's that? How's that? What difference is it making to you right now? Um, well, if we just even talk about like email automation, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm keeping in touch with my clients, um, even though I wrote those emails four months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go through them and I update them, but at least, and I get people reply to them and then I reply back. Yeah. So it's just kind of nice that I've already put all that work in and then I get like, Oh yeah, my pain is great today. Like I don't, I feel better today. And they're replying to something specific. I said, mm-hmm. or yeah, I did take that Epsom salt bath. Thank you for the whatever. Um, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I wrote that. Um, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's just nice. Cause I'm staying in touch and I can. Um, I don't know. I think the follow-up is amazing. And clients really appreciate that. Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like 20 years ago, I don't know if we've been able to do that, but now it's like, to me, it's like, that's a no brainer. I, I have an email, two emails I need to go reply to myself from patients who I don't even, I haven't seen them in person yet. They got some email that you wrote probably a while ago that yeah. went, to, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Like eight, eight years ago. And they're like, hey, thank you so much. Caitlin's so great. And I just appreciate your customer service. I was like, Oh, great. I, I don't have time to reply right now. I'll come do it later. But it's yeah. like, it's awesome. Could you imagine if you had to do emails individually to everybody? Like <sighs> you couldn't. No, it's too much work. I'd forget who everyone is. It's so many, it's people. And it's just like, you would just follow up on the phone and maybe send out a piece of paper every once in a while. Right. Right. It's so much different, less personal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so awesome. So um, what is it that, like if you if you had if you were talking to someone and they're like, you know, Liz, I'm not sure I really want to do this. You know, what is it that you would say, make sure you do X or make sure you know this or make sure you like this thing before you decide to become a business owner and entrepreneur? Um make sure that you realize that it's way more than just your regular job. 
like you have to understand like everything else that you have to do. It's time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially at first, cause you're just trying to figure everything out. There's just a big learning curve for all this stuff. Um, but to me, that process was fun. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I, I'm not just saying that, like I really thought it was, it was fun. Um, but you have to have that mindset and that drive. Mm-hmm. Like if you just really think it's just going to be easier, it, it's not, it's just more enjoyable. Right. Yeah. So, so it's still hard work, but the payoff is different. Yeah. And, um, control your spending. It's really easy to get super excited and want everything to be perfect and pretty. Um, Mm -hmm. and I usually have a hard time controlling my spending because I like to shop, (laughs) but I did control my spending with this and it makes a huge difference. And I'm glad that I really stuck to that. Um, I don't know. It just makes you feel more financially secure and that makes it easier. Mm -hmm. What's one expense that you put off? What's something Um, that you really wanted to Like, like equipment for the clinic. Like I would love to have it fancier. Like I would love to have a TRX strap and kettlebells and a Pilates machine thing. Like I want, I have a list of all these things I want. Um, but I don't need any of those things. Yeah, I can do therapy without that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. There's wants and needs and, and then there's, you know, other ways to make it happen. Yeah. I'd like a big mural across my wall. It'd be beautiful, but it's not, I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. If someone was like, okay, do I start to get into a cash practice or not? Like what's, what would you say if someone wants to start a cash practice and do it right the first time or not make even the same mistakes we talked about here, just Mm -hmm. like spending 500 bucks a month on billboard or not getting anything at like, what's your best advice for that, for that person? Um, I would say that as soon as you, um, can afford to have someone help you, whether that's a business coach or um, probably the business coach. If you, cause if you get direction right away, then you're not, you're going to be on the right path from the beginning. Um, I guess I wish I would have known that earlier, but at the same time, it is a scary leap and it costs money to have a business coach. Yeah. So at first, um, if it depends on your personality, if you're someone that can like, afford to and are okay with taking that leap, I would do it immediately. If I, if money wasn't an issue, I would do it immediately. The very least, I love how you offer getting into having a business coach because getting all those little steps of information, it might've been too overwhelming having a coach right away for me. It would have been, um, I like being able to have like your webinars and then some of your other courses and kind of ease into it. Um, I wish I would have started that sooner. Like I knew I was going to be in business June 4th. I wish I would have started that process while I still had my other job so that I could have learned these things mm-hmm. ahead of time. Mm, awesome. um, I just didn't know where to go or I didn't even know it existed. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I remember you um, posting in the, in the cash PG nation group and you know, I responded and we got on a phone call and I was like, I think you would tell you, I think I remember you were like, Hey, who's the, you were looking for a coach and I, I think like I responded to you and we got on the call and you know, I didn't know I was looking for a coach. I didn't know what, I didn't know what people offered or like what I needed. I just like, Oh my gosh, I need direction here. I'm flying a million different directions. I don't know mm-hmm. where to focus. What did you um, think you needed? Someone to give me a outline of how to do this. Mm-hmm. I didn't what, know what I was doing. Yeah. What did you get? An outline of how to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't even know, like more specifically than that. Like it was more like, um, I, I don't even really remember. I think the first things was, oh, like figuring out your USP. Like that is something, a unique service 
Is that what it stands for? Unique, unique serving or unique selling proposition. Okay. So that your, your ideal client, figuring that out alone was so flipping powerful. Like it was just like, Oh, that's how I figure out what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, I mean, and then just knowing that there's support out there and other people doing the same thing and kind of watching and knowing who to watch yeah. um, was really helpful. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so stoked you joined the mastermind and like, it's been an honor to work with you and, and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I meet so many good friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, where I have a, I have colleagues now on uh, Facebook messenger. Mm -hmm. oh. If some of you guys are listening, it's so funny because it's like, I almost have to put my phone off because it's like having that colleague sitting next to you who doesn't stop talking when you're trying to get your notes done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good because it's not so lonely then. It's funny. It's right. That's why we, we talk about you got to turn the, turn the notifications off, put your phone down and get some work done. Come <laughs> but back. I want to talk to him, but I have to put the phone down. Yeah. I know. I know. That's really awesome. <laughs> um, Liz, is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you think might be valuable for people to know or understand? Um, I don't know that we talked enough about um, – how awesome offering physical therapy is this way mm -hmm. and how sad it is that society doesn't really truly get what we offer and how much we can change people's lives. And I think the more people, more people need to do this. I know more people need to do this mm -hmm. um, because you can do, you can take care of people so much better and so much more effectively. Um, I don't know. And I think um, I, anyone listening, I just want to encourage that if you are able to do it, do it because it is a thousand times better than working in. And the place that I worked was not your traditional PT mill. Mm -hmm. We saw people for 45 minutes for an hour. Um, it, was, it was pretty decent. I just had to share clients with other people. I didn't like that. And it was like AIDS and techs and stuff. Um, and I didn't, it was just too fast paced. Like too, it was like, it was a mill in the sense that it was constant and all the paperwork and stuff. And it's just sad that it's driving us to not enjoy our profession. Um, and I really think more people need to do this so that we can grow as a profession. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's so great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great though. And I want to thank you so much yeah. for opening this door. Yeah. Like, it's wonderful. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, yeah. the door's always open for you or anyone else to walk right through it. You, sometimes you have to look in the right direction, I think. Yeah. You yeah. And in my experience, it was like the door was, the door wasn't closed. It just had a cover over it. Mm -hmm. And listen to that inner voice inside of you that says, change, come on, go for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I hope one day, I really do. I hope that uh, people start seeing physical therapy less as a commodity mm -hmm. and a, um, and a, uh, technical service and a modality, which is where way a lot yeah. of providers treat it. And more as like, we're, we're a decision makers for your health and we're movement experts and like, we're body mechanics without saying, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. and you should come to us for, you don't go, you don't go back to the, always go back to the, what's the right thing. You wouldn't take your, I wouldn't take my car to the dealership if they didn't have a mechanic there. If, if there was a problem. You know, or I wouldn't take yeah. it back to the used car lot. That's the thing, you know, like I would got to take it to the mechanic. Yeah. I take it to the right no. person. Mm -hmm. People don't know the right, always know the right person. Do they? Yeah. And when you do, when you have, I mean, it's going to happen. This word is spreading. I have clients always saying, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I didn't realize this. Mm -hmm. And um, I should have came here first. Right. I'm like, mm-hmm, bingo. You know, like, and more and more people say that the more of us that do this, it'll yeah. happen. 
So what is it, the like, one last kind of question, is it, what is it that we need to do or that you're doing that to help people understand that, oh, aha, I, I got to go see Liz first if this happens again? Uh, spending time with the clients, listening to them. Um, getting to their why made me feel uncomfortable for a while because I felt like I was asking too many questions that were personal that I wasn't used to asking. Um, but wow, what a difference. When you get that person to talk about really why they're there and mm -hmm. what, why they need their pain gone. Um, they get it, yeah. you know? And I think that, um, that's a different experience for someone than when they go to, um, a traditional PT clinic. I didn't have the time to do that. Mm -hmm. I couldn't keep asking questions. I just had to get the boxes filled in. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that is why it's so different and that's why powerful. people are realizing that this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So what you have like what, these amazing skills. I mean, I think right. I'm a decent PT, but it's like, I know I have colleagues that could do stuff as well as I'm doing it. It's just how you present it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's how you present it. And sometimes it's like, if you're able to slow down and spend some time with people and not rush them, mm -hmm. they feel more comfortable asking the right questions and all their questions. And they can relax and trust your treatment more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so cool. So mm -hmm. awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is great. Yeah, you're welcome. Of course. Yeah. It's fun. Um, well, where can people find you if they want to learn a little bit more about you and your business and what you're up to? Okay. Um, my website is juniperpt.com. Um, my Facebook is, is just slash juniperpt. Um, I also have uh, Bavana is on Facebook. Um, and I'm Why on is Instagram. That is that Bavana? Yeah. It's like Tivana. Um, but it's B-H-A. V-A-N-A. -A. It means to cultivate. It's a Sanskrit word that means to cultivate. And we just want to cultivate personal growth and well-being in people. That's so awesome. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that grow and, and thrive and um, seeing you continue to you know, grow your business. It's so great. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Um, well, thank you guys very much for joining us for the Cash PT Lunch Hour today. We're going to we'll put um, some information about Liz and what she's doing on the show notes. And well, this is what I want you guys to do. I want you to dream big and go all in on your dreams. And we'll see you on the next show. Thanks. Hey, what's up? This is Aaron. Real quick, if you're just getting started with a cash practice, then be sure to check out my step-by-step -step checklist, which will walk you through the whole process. Go to cashptchecklist.com to get your free cash PT checklist where you'll learn all the essential steps you need to take to get started. It's absolutely free and always will be. Over 5,000 people have already downloaded it, so make sure you don't miss out. And if you're already a business owner, but not generating the revenue you think you deserve or have the time, the freedom that you want, and you would like to grow and scale your business in the shortest amount of time possible, then you may be a great fit for my Cash PT Platinum Mastermind Group. Just head over to cashptmastermind.com where you can get all the details and apply for a free strategy call where you'll get clarity on your vision and a path to getting there.